Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today we are going to go ahead and take a look at 1 Peter chapter 2. And as I always say, if you are in a position to do so and you are able to follow along with us, go ahead and grab your Bible and open it up there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start reading at verse 1 in 1 Peter chapter 2. And jumping right on into it, it says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the sincere, or desire the pure, it says, excuse me, milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. So, very, very important for any Christian uh, well, it's very important for all Christians, whether you're a newborn babe or not, to continue in the Word of God, to continue to read it, to study it, uh, to learn it for yourself, to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, that like we talked about when we you know, read First Peter chapter 1, we are to walk in, in an obedient faith. We called that teaching a genuine faith, I believe. And um, we are people that need to be obedient to the Lord. And the Lord wants us to grow. You know, so if you are someone new to Christ, uh, you're coming into a relationship with the Lord, you've surrendered your life to Him, uh, then you need to definitely desire the pure milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. Because that's the Lord's will for our lives, that we would grow in Him. Okay, That we wouldn't just be immature, that we wouldn't be just tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but that we would learn the Word of God for ourselves and grow by it. Okay. And then it says, if indeed, Peter says in verse 3, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So in other words, he's saying, hey, you know, you need to grow. You need the milk of the word. If, of course, you've come to know the Lord, you've come to know the grace of the Lord, right? Which, what does the grace of the Lord do? Well, it teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Okay, and it teaches us to, to live soberly and righteously in this present age. And if you don't know, I'm quote, quoting from Titus chapter 2. But that's what the grace of God teaches us to do. And that's how we are to live. Right? And we are coming to Him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Now, who is that? Who are we coming to? That living stone. We are coming to Jesus. That's who you come to. And he indeed was rejected by men. Okay? He came to his own, and his own did not receive him, right? They crucified him. They killed him. Right? So, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also... So in other words, you, Mr. Christian, Miss Christian, you also, as living stones, are being built up, what's it say here, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, 
to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay, so as you're growing in the Lord, as you're desiring the pure milk of the word, and as you're growing, you're growing spiritually stronger. You're growing in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. And your life now becomes about spiritual things. It's not about the material things of this earth, right? We're not storing up treasures on this earth. We're storing up treasures in heaven. This is how the Christian should be living. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. So again, he's just pointing people to the scriptures, saying, hey, this is all about Jesus now. It's not about your religion. It's not about any of that kind of stuff at all. It's about being in Christ, and when you're in Christ, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, Jew, whatever. It doesn't matter what you are, slave nor free, nothing. Nothing matters except that you be in Christ. And he says, whoever believes on him will by no means be put to shame. So everyone, everybody needs to come to Christ Everybody needs to come to the Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father. One way for every person under heaven that's alive today. Right? You have the opportunity today to come to Christ, to Jesus. Therefore, to you who believe, He is precious. But to those who are disobedient, so Peter's making a distinction here again between the obedient ones, the ones that live obediently to Christ, and those who are disobedient. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Okay? He was rejected by man, but is he rejected by you today? Are you rejecting Jesus today, the way, the truth, and the life. Not all roads lead to heaven. Don't buy that kind of thing. Okay, there's one way, and one way only, and that's Jesus. And to those that believe on him, they know how precious he is. Right, and he's, and Peter goes on, let me read verse seven again. Therefore to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being what? Disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. You see, God so loved the world, that is, all people, ungodly, all the ungodly people of the world, God loved them. So much so that he gave his only begotten son, right? That whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. And the thing is, is you've got to come to Jesus and be obedient. But people stumble because they're disobedient, even though they've been given, they've been appointed to eternal life, but they have to receive Jesus. They have to come to faith in Jesus. Every person does. 
doesn't matter your ethnicity, doesn't matter your religious affiliation, every person has to come to Jesus to be saved, to be born again, to, you know, to come into a relationship, a right relationship, peace with God, right? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. All people are being called to come out of darkness and into the marvelous light of the Lord. How do you, what are you doing? You're going from disobedience to obedience. Okay, there are those that reject Jesus today. There are those that have rejected Jesus throughout all of history. Right? They crucified him. They rejected him. But now he is that chief cornerstone. He's, he's the key thing. There's no other way. There is no other name given under heaven whereby we can be saved. And we are to come into his kingdom where he is Lord of all. And we worship him and we serve him in obedience okay we're coming to his marvelous light it says who once were not a people but are now the people of god who are the people of god today who are they it is those that have come to faith in jesus christ you know you may hear people say oh we're all children of god speaking of everybody in the world and i understand what they're saying from the fact that god created all people right but not everybody is a child of god the ones who walk in obedience to king jesus our lord as his own special people those that have received him and those to whom he is precious right he is precious to us see but there are those people there was a time for me, I know, verse 10 applied, right? Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but have now obtained mercy, right? We've all obtained mercy through the grace of God, that unmerited favor, that gift of just saying, Here, here's the opportunity for you to come to Christ, and to receive him to be born again but are you willing to repent are you really willing to go from being disobedient to obedient servants of the lord okay beloved i beg you as sojourners and pilgrims peter says in verse 11 abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul that's what happens with fleshly, fleshly lust that wars against your soul. It tears you up. It, it, Satan comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. And he uses fleshly lust. He uses the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Right? Anything to keep you from coming into that perfect will of God and knowing the will of God for your life that is in Jesus Christ. Right? He says in verse 12, having your conduct honorable 
among the Gentiles, right? Gentiles here represents non-believers, those that do not believe in Jesus Christ, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do good so this is something that all of us need to pay attention to right that we have our conduct honorable amongst those that are non-believers those that have not come into the kingdom of god through faith in jesus christ those that do not see jesus as their king as their lord right those that have rejected jesus whether jew whether gentile whether male whether female People can reject Jesus and have rejected Jesus throughout all the centuries, right? But God calls us to be built up as a spiritual household, to become spiritually stronger, right, in our lives. And our conduct matters. Here again, we see our conduct matters. It matters how you behave in front of people. You know, are you someone that is just constantly causing division? Are you someone that people don't want to be around? Are you someone that people tell you go away because of your behavior? Because you're causing strife and division? You're not walking in a manner that is, you know, the way of Christ, that is to walk in love? Right? So we should have a conduct where people see that we're peaceable. You know, we're not constantly bickering and being divisive and all of that kind of stuff, right? For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, right? Who is a fool? Who is a fool? What does the proverb say, right? The, the, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So the one that wants to be disobedient, the one that wants to walk after the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, the one that wants to cause strife, it can become a fool, right? And, and Peter's telling us here in the Word, don't be like that. Right? We need to be people that are known for doing good as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice but as bond servants of god right people a lot of people think that the the grace of god gives them permission to just sin you know and and just keep sinning and keep sinning and keep sinning right we don't use that we don't use our liberty our freedom in the lord as a cloak for vice you know for evil doing for sin but we live as bond servants of god servants of a king right servants of our lord and we honor all people like verse 17 says and we love the brotherhood we fear god we honor the king we honor those that are in authority, 
right? Because we know that our citizenship's not of this world. We're just passing through, right? We're, we're not here. We're not setting up anything here. We're just passing through. We have Christ in us, our hope of glory. He is our king. He is, the, like I said, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He dwells within us. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, the Scripture tells us. Do you have righteousness, peace, and joy reigning in your heart today? If not, then again, maybe just take a look, evaluate yourself as to whether you're in the faith. Do you have strife in your life? Maybe take a look at, at as to why you do, right? We need to honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. Look at that, right? That's what Jesus talked about, didn't he? Loving your enemies, right? Being good and gentle to, to those that are harsh people. For this is commendable, if because of conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults you take it patiently, but when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable to God. In other words, this is what God wants you doing, being good at all cost being loving, being kind, being gentle. Notice those words right there. What are those words? Loving, kind, gentle. They're parts of the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love and peace and joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Are you known for that today? If not, well then, maybe you need to go back and desire the pure milk of the Word. You know, the Word of God itself and what it speaks to you and what it's doing in you, to building you up as a spiritual house so that you can be that loving, kind, good, gentle person, person excuse me, that the Word of God is encouraging us as Christians, as followers of Jesus to be. Right? Because there's a world out there that's looking on and we need to be an influence to them, we need to be salt and light. Right? We need to be that city on the hill. We need to be shining our lights. We need to be known for what is good. Okay, that's commendable to God. For to to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. You and me. This is written to Christians. Okay, we should follow the steps of the Lord. We should walk in the way that He walked, right? What did He do? Well, He committed no sin, nor was deceit found in His mouth, who, when He was reviled, did not revile in return. When He suffered, He did not threaten, but committed Himself to Him who judges righteously. That's what we need to do, folks. We need to not revile in return. We, we shouldn't be threatening others. 
We shouldn't have deceit coming out of our mouth. We shouldn't be people known for sinning. We're representatives of Christ. We're ambassadors for Christ. And we need to be following in his steps, walking in his way. And he himself, verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. So again, we talked about this in chapter 1. Your conduct matters. We saw it here in chapter 2. What's the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Are you known for righteousness? Right? We've been set free by the stripes of the Lord, by whose stripes you were healed. In other words, He took the punishment. He took the blame. He took it all for our sins. Now, because this grace has been extended to us, we become known for righteousness. We become known for, you know, denying ungodliness and worldly lust and living soberly and righteously in this present age. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. There it is again, your soul, right? Who you are internally, a spiritual house, right? And God is calling us to holiness. God is calling us to righteousness. God is calling us to conduct our lives in such a manner that as we're sojourning through here, we're, we're, we're known for, for being a people that love others, that honor others. We're not causing strife and division and you know trouble everywhere we go. Okay? Now, all of us need to be reminded of this kind of thing. Right? We all need to be reminded of this. That And I'm just kind of scrolling back here as I'm reading the scripture, scrolling back to the top, that, that we need to lay aside malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking. If you can't say something kind, you can't say something good, just be quiet. Just be quiet. But look, as you get more into the, the Word of God, and more importantly, as the Word of God gets more into you, because many people, I've met many people that can quote the Word of God, but they don't live it. You know, I've met many people like that. It's not about what we can quote or what we can memorize or what, you know, we think about this, our interpretation of this or that. How are you living Right? How then shall we be living? Right? This is what we're seeing Peter talk about here. We've come to Jesus and we're to follow in his footsteps. We're to live in a way that is pleasing of him, right? Pleasing to him and and live in a way that is an example of him. So just another quick little exhortation here from the Word of God. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, whichever the case may be. If we can help you to grow in the Lord, do reach out to us. You can email me directly, dave at aloveoutreach.com. You can go to our webpage, aloveoutreach.com, and fill out the contact form there. We'd love to help you to grow in the Lord. So 
Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and grace. Thank you that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Thank you, Lord, that you have redeemed us, Lord, that we can now turn our eyes upon you. We can fix our eyes upon you as the author and the finisher of our faith. And Lord, as we've seen in your word, you desire that we would walk in your way, that we would be people of love, people of kindness, people of joy, people of peace, that honor others and are not self-seeking, but that live in a manner that will draw others unto you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the example that you've given us, and thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've not left us to ourselves, Lord, but you have given us the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who leads and guides us into all truth and who reminds us of all the things that you said and did. And it's the Holy Spirit who teaches us. And if we're led by the Spirit, your word tells us that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it is those that are led by your Spirit that are the children of God. So I pray for those that are watching, those that are listening, Lord, that today may be a day where they take a look within their own hearts, Lord, as we all need to do on a regular basis to see whether we're truly walking in that faith, the genuine faith, Lord, or if we're walking in the way of the world or the tradition of men or doctrines of men and such, Lord. Lord, let the pure milk of your word cleanse and purify us all, Lord. And we thank you for this time together in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. We will see you next time.